0: As hopefully the coronavirus pandemic winds down and we find our way out of this problem and this disaster, we have a concurrent disaster unfolding, and that is the opioid epidemic continues to get worse. We have numbers in from Toronto Public Health that show that in January of 2021, we saw the highest number of fatal overdose calls ever recorded in a month. And they had 38 lives lost in this city. On May the 5th, five people died of a suspected opioid overdose in the city of Toronto. That is, five people died on May 5th in a single day. Opioid toxicity deaths were up 78% in 2020 compared to 2019. And for so many people, the on-ramp to opioid addiction lies in the management of pain. People that go to doctors and, you know, seek relief for any kind of, any number of kinds of issues. And then the next thing you know, they're hooked. And we have seen that time and time again. My next guest lost his daughter at the age of 37 to opioids. Renny Sutins is the former progressive conservative MP under Brian Mulrooney way back in the day, and I'm pleased to welcome him to the program. Hello and welcome. Thanks
1: for having me, Alan.
0: Um, can we just begin with the, the stigma that I think still exists out there about opioid users and, and how people, as I mentioned, on ramp. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your daughter's story?
1: Sure, Emily was um, a very active adult, um, played uh, on a, ball, a kind of a social baseball team with uh, a bunch of other similarly aged adults. Had a good job. Uh, very familiar with the SAP uh, uh, program for inventory control and scheduling and so on. And really had, uh, had things well in order. She had her own house, uh, had her own pets, uh, was enjoying life. I guess during one of her baseball days uh, back uh, when she was about 30 years old she uh, uh severely hurt her leg and uh it didn't require a lot but there was a lot of pain associated with it so the doctor prescribed Percocet and she was hooked um you know she wasn't you know the the typical um shall we say, person on the street who you think is using drugs. She got a very good job, reasonable education, you know, that had life going along. She managed to get out of that being hooked uh, through her own determination and and ended up uh, being free of Percocet and, I guess, Malox- the, the drug that they prescribe to get you off these things. Uh, she even managed to cure herself of that. That, that must have been
0: that must have been a a, a a difficult thing to 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 have done.
1: It really was, and and when she went into the um, rehab program after this, after the next event, uh, even you know the the people running the program said you got off that on your own, you know, like good for you, and that was a plus for her to get into the rehab program that she went into. Unfortunately, Emily developed thyroid cancer um, after she got off the the first uh, event and and again uh, they did some surgery and prescribed drugs and lo and behold she was back on it um, and you know and at that point uh, she struggled for several years um, to try to control it. Um, didn't really fully talk to us, her parents, about it, but certainly did talk to her siblings about it. It was kind of a stigmatism that she didn't necessarily want to talk about publicly, but the end result of it, she lost her job, uh, and I think it was because of that. I mean, nobody's ever said that, but, you know, if I were the employer, I guess I'd look at it seriously. And and so she went into rehab, Uh, after struggling for a few months, uh, trying to figure out what to do. And she did that voluntarily. And in fact, you know, they said to her, come in after Christmas. And she said, no, I want to come in before Christmas. Went in, great program, to be fair. um, And came out of the program. She was a new Emily. Uh, Unfortunately maybe came out a week too soon, or uh, who knows. Uh, she was gone three days after she came out and took, uh, I guess, something laced with uh, uh, fentanyl, uh, and, uh, and that was it. And in your run-up to, you know, what was being reported in Toronto, uh, uh, the week Emily died, there were four similar cases in Durham uh, where people had taken what they thought was you know whatever which ended up being fentanyl
0: and and this is the the scourge of what's happening on our streets now is, yep. is the toxicity has changed so d- did you have a do you know what Emily was using was what did she did she know she was using fentanyl or was she no. did, seeking no, something she, else
1: she she was not she thought she was taking uh, either cocaine or ash a white powder substance and and uh, um, you know that—that's uh, what she thought. Well, <laughs> I don't know what she thought. She bought. You know that was kind of uh, one of those things we didn't know at the end because we really never had a chance to talk to her about Emily. You're back on this stuff. What went on? We found out that she was back on the stuff when we found her expired. Um, it was—it was that instantaneous.
0: What is? Your message to and levels of government. I mean, what? I mean, I'm just wondering what what your message is and what you're hoping will change.
1: Well, there's a combination of of things that I think need to happen. I think there needs to be more support for people who are trying to get out of uh, the habit. And fortunately, you know, and I say this um, not boasting or anything, we were able to help Emily financially afford to go to the rehab program. I don't think that's the case for lots of other people. So I think there needs to be greater support for people to enroll into rehab programs uh, and whether they're privately run or publicly run, that's not an issue to me. Emily went into a privately run one. And I think that um, you know the cost of those things needs to be dealt with somehow. And I think there needs to be more counselling services available. Uh, Emily was really not able to get any public sector counselling uh, of any consequence when when she was struggling for that six months, you know, prior to her going into rehab. Um, and, you know, she had had connections with some of the facilities in Toronto. And every time, you know, there was a communication to them, it was, well, we're booked out, you know, we'll see you in three months. Well, three months is not the answer to people who are on uh, addiction issues that need it resolved.
0: What about the the initial prescription and, and how uh, it was dealt with in terms of doctors and the medical community?
1: Well, uh, you know, clearly Emily needed some pain medication, and I suspect that Percocet is one of those things that, If you take three or four pills, you might be okay, but, you know, Mm -hmm. give a a larger prescription and you might not be. So I think there needs to be some real look at the, the delivery of these prescriptions. I mean, if there was an electronic system that said Emily has gotten six of these pills and that's all she's entitled to, so regardless of what other pharmacies she might go to in Canada to get it, there's a flash that says, hey, she can't have any more of these. You know, uh, We weren't involved with the doctors who were prescribing this Percocet. I mean, we knew she was on pain pills when it first happened. We didn't know what, and I guess the whole world maybe didn't know just how Oxycontin and Percocet and those kinds of drugs were so addictive. Uh, but once that had been determined like how did emily get prescribed on the second event the same drugs that she fought against to get out of on the first event you know like it's uh there need uh, it seems to me with the electronic capabilities we have nowadays there ought to be something that flashes up uh i just had my second dose of vaccine and lo and behold it flashed up that i already had my first one mm-hmm. so so you know isn't isn't it possible to do the same thing with other issues,
0: Renee? We're we're out of time. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us uh, today. Thank you.
1: Hopefully, your broadcast uh, gets through to some people that something needs to be done.
0: Thank you again. Please take okay, care. I'll, okay. Bye bye. Bye now. That is Renee Sutins, uh, who lost his daughter at the age of thirty-seven. Emily died of an opiate overdose. Uh, Ray Sutton's a uh, former progressive conservative MP in the Brian Mulroney government.